0: Hey, it's the English Styles Podcast with Stas and Miles. We're on our 16th episode. Uh, so I, this week I was suggesting that people send me some articles uh, and then we'd go over them on the podcast. Unfortunately, I think I only got one article, uh, but we can look at it. And uh, anyway, how are you doing, Stas? Um,
1: nothing much. Doing well uh, as the same, as usual.
0: Nice. How was your week? What did you do in Kiev? Kiev? Uh Kiev.
1: I preferred staying home. Um I cooked, I did chores and I wish I could buy an Xbox 316. But unfortunately I didn't do this. <laughs> That's why my <laughs> week uh week week week. Yeah, week went wrong. And uh I really miss my computer which is uh back to back there in Zaporizhia and that's mm-hmm. it what about you yeah How did you spend your week
0: um you know I just worked and uh the weather's kind of taken a turn for the worse and I was thinking about <laughs> going to the coast but uh, it was going to be rainy which is good because you want the storms to churn up the agates and stuff but uh I don't know just the there's like a tide chart you look at like for the high and low tides and it just seemed like it wasn't going to be a very good weekend for it so I didn't do that I just stayed at home Uh, I did some cooking as well I actually cooked up a stir fry uh, with some veggies and mushrooms and it was really good Uh, and yeah before that I went grocery shopping and basically when I go grocery shopping I like to pick up you know enough food to last me a while Um, and I've been cooking more on my own now, so that, uh, means it's a little more difficult because produce, like vegetables and fruits, tends to go bad, so you can't really, you have to go more often and buy less, I feel like, if you're eating the produce and stuff.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: But, uh, other than that, it's just been kind of cloudy and, you know, I'm kind of happy it's been raining because we've had these forest fires, I think if... For long-time listeners, I probably talked about uh, how smoggy it's been uh, mm-hmm. in the last few months, and smog is like smoke and fog combined. If you're wondering about that word, and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's nice to know that it's raining now and that um, even though the weather is cooling down, uh, we had a nice go of summer. I feel like even in October, it was in the eighties during the day, which was nice. Sorry, in the uh, 25s in celsius 80s is how you would describe it in fahrenheit but anyway so yeah it sounds like both of us are kind of uh hibernating these last couple weeks and uh sorry we don't have more exciting travel stories for you guys but uh we'll try to make up with it with a travel article which we're going to read at the end and uh anyway so yeah Let me look at the article my friend sent here.
1: Is that the complete list? Yeah, complete list of language difficulty
0: Mm -hmm. rankings. Yeah, and I'll go ahead and link this as well. Uh, Oh no, it's already linked. (laughs) It's already linked in that um, comment section. So you can go find it there, but uh, let's, uh, let's read this. So I'll start. You know that a friend you have that speaks three... You know that... Sorry, I didn't start this very well. You know that friend you have that speaks three languages fluently, effortlessly even? They probably also get eight hours of sleep every night, never misplace their keys, and hit the gym without fail every morning at 5 a.m., but that's besides the point. So they're kind of in that... You know, it's kind of a funny uh, article, it sounds like, or humorously written uh you want to read the next one
1: yeah it's okay to not to be to not it's okay to not be that person it's okay
0: to not be that person i think Mm -hmm. is how they're trying to say it
1: yeah Mm -hmm. for most people language learning is deeply fulfilling fun and a bit challenging it takes time discipline and a well of motivation uh that you will need to refill refill what it means fill again Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs>
0: like your motivation <laughs> <Really>? runs out?
1: <laughs> yeah, I had to understand it. Uh, that's why knowing the difficulty level of a language in relation to your native tongue can be useful.
0: Language difficulty rankings exist, so you can set the fluency goals po- goalposts at a re- realistic distance. And this post will take a look at the easiest and hardest languages to learn. The factors that determine language difficulty and a complete lang- a complete rating of the world's most widely spoken languages, including how long it takes to learn each language.
1: Dive right in. Go. Get the complete list of languages ranked by difficulty. <laughs> Should we dive right in?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, we don't need to read the linked yeah, articles. Yeah, I, I, so. I know, I know, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Okay, that's the word again. Determine or determine. How do you say? Determine.
0: Well, you want to read the caption, how do we determine language difficulty? And then the next one is determining.
1: Determining. How How do we determine language difficulty? Determining language difficulty requires a bird's eye view of how languages relate to each other. The Foreign Service Institute is a reliable industry expert here. With over 70 years of experience teaching languages to United States government employees, they've compiled a comprehensive and widely, widely accepted list of language
0: rankings. Widely accepted, not wildly accepted. Wild, <laughs> wi- widely, widely, wi- yeah, widely. Yeah, you said it right the first time and then corrected yourself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Their, their criteria is largely tied to the average length of time it takes a student to learn a language, which we'll dive into in the next section. For now, let's take a look at the individual components of each language that affects difficulty levels. <laughs>
1: linguistic distance in french the flower translates to la (laughs) fleur in spanish it's la flor and in italian it's il fiore coincidence hardly
0: when we talk about linguistic distance we're referring to the fundamental differences between languages and how or where they've evolved from Spanish, French, and Italian are all descendants of Latin and have many similarities. Did you know that, Stas?
1: Uh, the French and Spanish uh, are the descend- de- descendants of Latin?
0: Yeah, and we call it like romance languages. Oh like yeah. The, of the langu- course. They're it's all similar. I heard. Similar grammar and such. I heard romance. To see language. It- yeah. yeah, about it. To see languages that are closely related, we recommend diving into the world of language families or groups of languages that all share the same mother language.
1: In contrast to the similarities between the Romans languages uh, listed above, German and Mand- Mandarin or Mandarin. Mandarin yeah. Mandarin. Uh, two languages of different families with entirely unique writing system Uh, couldn't be more linguistically distant
0: the takeaway here is that the farther your native language is from the language you're learning the more challenging you may find your new language
1: grammar in english it's acceptable um, to say that you bought five books but to translate the same statement into mandarin you will need to measure words like a pack need a measure word measure measurement measurement or measurement
0: measure word
1: no 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 I mean measure measure. like a measurement or measure measure measurement 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 okay a measure word like a pack of wolves or a tank of gas books in Mandarin requires the word pen to indicate a unit of five books. This is just one example of unique grammar rules that don't exist in other languages.
0: Hmm, grammar can be a tricky one even in your native language. If you're looking for ease of learning, finding a language with familiar and easy to master grammar rules can help you tone down the language difficulty level.
1: Pronunciation. (laughs) <laughs> that's german for ice skating actually i learned german when i was at school german is often hmm. preceded by its hard to master mm-hmm. accent and enthusiastically long vocabulary it's also ranked as one of the easier languages to master as you will see in the list below below Or below? Below. Below. below, Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the logic there?
0: German and English belong to the same Germanic language family, so their linguistic closeness wins out. And while mastering a German accent can be tricky, most speakers will understand what you're saying through the missteps.
1: Mm -hmm. Let me just analyze this paragraph. Uh, Missteps, can you explain missteps because it's like when you do some mistakes?
0: Yeah, um, basically it could have been mistakes, I think.
1: Okay, yeah. Uh, When it comes to pronunciation, uh, the real difficulty factors comes into play for tonal languages. These languages, uh, which include Vietnamese and Mandarin, require correct pronunciation and inflection to create meaning for each word. mandarins four distinct tones give the same word ma or ma something like that four very different meanings something
0: yeah yeah i've heard about that before hmm, have, it's like, very interesting about all the
1: germanic language family because as i know uh i haven't i haven't been to university classes uh for long and i know that they started learning third language um, hmm. like uh, it's German, yeah, because we mm-hmm. studied Spanish and English because like English is the main main language, then the second is Spanish and the third is German and uh, hmm. from that time I haven't really been there, I mean uh, attended um, th- those uh, classes of German language mm-hmm. but I have to, I think, <laughs> it's interesting
0: mm writing system as an english speaker you'll encounter three types of writing systems one languages that use the same latin alphabet you'll find in english two languages that have their own unique alphabets and three languages based on unique writing systems
1: you can have another one.
0: Oh, thanks <laughs> languages that fall in the first category are often the easiest languages to learn because you're already familiar with the alphabet you have an understanding of characters and most letter sounds. Strengthening your reading and writing skills in that language then takes far less time.
1: Okay, the languages you will find in the second category and moderately challenging. Moderately? Moderately. Moderately. Moderately challenging. And the languages you will find in the second category are moderately. What is moderately?
0: Like medium difficulty.
1: Moderately
0: challenging oh nice
1: interesting you will need to learn an entirely new alphabet and memorize their corresponding letter sounds
0: still there are languages that lack traditional alphabets mandarin for example has a logosyllabic writing system in which characters match distinct syllables in each word These are the most difficult to learn as new learners will find that learning through listening is much more accessible than learning through text. Although, Pinyin is changing the way learners approach the language. So I guess that's a link to some teacher that is trying to present it in a new way. Mm, Okay. I'm guessing.
1: The world's most widely spoken languages ranked. (laughs) the world's most widely spoken languages rank with over 7,000 languages spoken across the globe it's difficult to rank them all this list captures languages spoken by the majority of the world's population Mm. do you want me to continue
0: no no I'm sorry I was just I kind of lost where we were Ah, the Foreign Service Institute includes time estimates along their alongside their difficulty ratings but it's important to note that everyone's language goals are different the time estimates here reflect how long it would take the average person to reach a level three proficiency level which is pretty fluent by most standards if your goal if your goals align more with a level one or level two proficiency you might be able to learn a language even faster
1: Mm mm-hmm okay I'm trying to analyze by the by the time I'm listening to your speech. Analyzing. Analyzing, yeah. (laughs) Category one languages. Uh, It takes approximately twenty-four to thirty weeks. Weeks. Six hundred to seven hundred fifty hours of practice to reach professional working proficiency in these languages. They are very closely related to English, so many of them are grammar rules and, uh, sorry, so, so many of the same
0: grammar rules
1: and similar vocabulary apply. Uh, yeah, so I guess yeah. this
0: article is definitely aimed at English people who want to learn another language. Yeah, um, it's actually So take interesting. this with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. Just, just, uh, it would be different if you're coming from a different language, which ones are similar. Yeah, what did you say? What was your phrase? Uh, grain and what? take it with a grain of salt it means like uh take take this advice with like your critical thinking cap on like you think of think of this advice critically or uh like this is a thing that i don't know let me look it up actually yeah yeah, okay it's okay to look it up it's okay to use something and do not know how to describe it to regard something as exaggerated believe only part of something hmm i see i see yeah so i I wasn't using it perfectly but whatever
1: (laughs) it's like a dose of skepticism yeah
0: Yeah, exactly dose of the dose of skepticism sounds good dose so the language is yeah thank you yeah danish dutch French, Italian, Norwegian, Portuguese, Romanian, Spanish, and Swedish. So these are the most similar to English. Oh, yeah. Category 2 languages. It takes approximately 36 weeks, 900 hours of practice to reach professional working proficiency in these languages, though German, is in the same family as english its nuanced pronunciation gives it a higher difficulty than the other germanic languages german haitian creole indonesian Malay, and swahili hmm.
1: i would never then... say these names not names but yeah names of languages
0: yeah well maybe i'll maybe leave that part to me so read the category three heading and then i'll list off the languages <laughs> what <laughs> you just, mean... just read the next part but i'll read the chart oh okay since yeah. you're having trouble pronouncing the names of the languages in yeah, english yeah okay 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 yeah.
1: uh category three languages uh it takes approximately 44 weeks or uh 100 oh sorry one thousand one one thousand 100 yeah yeah 1100 yeah, yeah. hours of practice mm-hmm. but can i say 11 1100s yeah okay you uh can. to reach professional working proficiency in these languages you will notice that many of these languages do not use the latin
0: alphabet and they are albanian yeah, sorry, Albanian, Latvian, Amaric, Lithuanian, Armenian, Macedonian, Azerbaijani, Mongolian, Bengali, Nepali, Bulgarian, Polish, Burmese, Russian, Czech, Serbo-Croatian, Dari, Sinhala, Estonian, Slovak, Farsi, Slovenian, Finnish, Somali, Georgian, Tagalog, Greek, Tajiki, Hebrew, Tamil, Hindi, Telugu, Hungarian, Thai, Icelandic, Tibetan, Kazakh, uh, Turkish, Khmer, Turkmen, Kurdish, Ukrainian, Kyrgyz, Urdu, Lao, and Uzbek. And Vietnamese. And then Vietnamese. Yeah, yeah. Tough stuff. And then you want to read category
1: four? Yeah, you can read it and I will try to read the names. <laughs> They're they will be easy. Right. Category.
0: <laughs> Okay, Cata- category four languages. It takes approximately 88 weeks, t- 2,200 hours of practice to reach professional working proficiency in these languages. These languages are deeply nuanced with grammar and per- Excuse me. With complex grammar and pronunciation rules. Don't let their place on this list deter, y- deter you from diving right in though. We've built courses to help you learn quickly and effectively arabic chinese uh chinese
1: <laughs> but two different
0: uh cantonese can- cantonese, yeah, there's and, cantonese mandarin. and mandarin yeah, yeah mm-hmm. japanese and korean arabic is how we say that not arabic oh arabic arabic sorry mm-hmm. how do i how can i use difficulty rankings to benefit my language learning There's no set timeline on how long it takes to learn a language, but language difficulty rate rate, rankings serve as useful goalposts to guide your journey. Language learning is a marathon, not a sprint. It's the last thing an eager language learner wants to hear, but it's also incredibly valuable, making it easier to stay motivated and disciplined, easier too to keep your eye on the prize, your personal language goals at all times. No matter what the difficulty level of your new language, Rosetta Stone... Okay, so is just an advertisement for Rosetta Stone at the end here, which is fine, but I don't, I'm don't. not going to keep reading. Uh, okay. But yeah, so that was interesting. Uh, it seems like the language difficulties in some cases are more related to English, but then I figure uh, since everyone here is learning English, um, that would be probably helpful for you to know if you're like, oh, well, I'm already learning langui- English. So, Dutch isn't going to be very difficult, for example. So, yeah, that was that article. <laughs> and then, so I guess we're just going to go on to. Okay, well, my friend Maria wanted to mention something. She watched an interesting YouTube video, uh, which I think is going to be a little difficult to uh, impart in this format, in the podcast format, because, you know, it's going to be odd to try to watch a whole video and we can't really recite it, read along, but, uh, it was about, um, the colors for boys and girls. And in the, I watched the YouTube video and what I thought was interesting is the idea that pink is for girls and blue is for boys basically didn't exist until the 1950s. And it has to do with the color of babies' clothes when, uh, you know, cause babies are too young to really identify their gender so people put them in specifically colored clothes to help people out (laughs) essentially and (laughs) so so that's that's how the that's where it comes from but Mm, you know before that the color scheme thing was not a not an existent thing uh which is kind of interesting but anyway so yeah i mean i might link that youtube video in the channel if you guys want to watch it and thought it was interesting And uh, all right, so let's really wear our voices out by doing some more reading here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Let's do uh, this. Lately, all right, lately I've been going to the New York Times travel section for uh, articles to read on this podcast because the language level is difficult, but it's, you know, places that people might be interested in. So I thought it would be a good thing to try. And uh, that's where I got this one as well. Um, this one's heading is Beaches, Cruises, Dark Tourists, Prefer the Gloomy and Macabre. And that, uh, Stas and I were talking about the word macabre before the podcast. It's spelled M-A-C-A-B-R-E. Uh, and Stas, do you, were you going to take some, some grammar, or sorry, some vocabulary notes on this, and then we are going to talk about it after the article?
1: Yeah, I did it before. I mean, I did it uh oh, okay. the, on the previous Oops. on the previous uh article and I I thought I had to ask you if we had to sum up or made a like summary for the previous article of the vocabulary. I mean, I just wrote a few words that uh, that I thought were important in that article. So I can just say it uh now or we will do it in the end.
0: I think that's gonna be a little confusing. I was thinking uh, you could just write down words from this article as we're talking, but maybe that's a little difficult. But I think if we read this article and then talk about vocabulary from last week, it'll be a little hard to follow. Oh, okay, yeah, let's do this. All right, but yeah, just uh, feel free to take a little extra time to write stuff down um, and just be like, hey, I'm taking notes of this word or something. And I mean, I'm sure people understand. Okay, okay so macabre means like related to to death uh and it's like a english word that i think we borrow from french mm-hmm. travelers who use their off time to visit places like chernobyl nuclear plant or current conflict zones say they no longer want a sanitized version of a troubled world
1: uh do you read captions
0: no let's skip that one okay
1: north korea east timor nagorno, timor timor nagorno yeah. karabakh a mountainous enclave mountainous. Mountains. mountains enclave enclave, <laughs> <A mountainous> <laughs> enclave. <laughs> mountainous. Yeah. why don't
0: you write that down
1: okay okay uh a mountainous yeah a mountainous
0: mountainous mountainous a mountainous,
1: a mountainous. Mount, and then,
0: a mountainous enclave
1: mountainous enclave mountainous enclave
0: enclave enclave
1: On. mountainous enclave yeah. and what it means
0: mm-hmm. like a like a community in the mountains i think
1: mountains enclave mountains enclave that for decades has been a tender box decades for decade decades <laughs> decades i'm gonna read this
0: after you <laughs>
1: yeah 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 okay okay has been a tinderbox box for ethnic uh-huh. conflict between armenian armenians or armenians sorry guys <laughs> <and Azerbaijanis. laughs> i don't even know that one i think it's armenians guys from armenia and from azerbaijan i'm so sorry <laughs> if
0: you're listening to our podcast <laughs> North Korea, East Timor, Nagorno-Karabakh, a mountainous enclave that for decades has been a tinderbox for ethnic conflict between Armenians and Azerbaijanis. Nice. They're not your typical top tourist destinations, but don't tell that to Eric Farland, the editor of a photography website from Norway who Mm -hmm. has visited all three. His next dream trip is for the San Fernando and the Philippines around Easter, when people volunteer to be nailed to a cross to commem- commemorate the suffering of Jesus Christ, a practice discouraged by the Catholic Church. Wow. That's crazy. And a
1: small one for me. I think I will not mess it up. Mr. Farland, whose wife prefers sunning on Mediterranean beaches, says... Mediterranean. ah mediterranean (laughs) okay mediterranean beaches said he often travels alone
0: she wonders why on earth i want to go to these places and i wonder why on earth she goes to the places she goes to he said and uh the next photo i guess yeah i guess what you're asking is about the captions of the photos there was like another uh, a little like get the travel dispatch newsletter caption that I thought you were asking about, but let let's read the pictures and try to describe them. Why not? Dark tourists have been drawn to San Fernando in the Philippines, where every Good Friday people volunteer to be nailed to a cross. Eesh. <laughs> wow. Is that for real? Apparently, I mean it's it's uh seems to be. Uh, being reenacted here in this photo wow
1: but uh, will
0: they be unnailed or something (laughs) Uh, I mean I imagine they probably only go so far with it but it's a little ambiguous from the photo gosh do you want to read the next part uh yeah.
1: Mr Farland fifty five oh fifty two uh has visited places that fall under a category of travel known as dark tourism. Uh and an 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 all encomp what? An all encompassing term uh that boils down all to All encompassing. Vi- all encompassing. An all encompassing mm-hmm. term that boils down to visiting places associated with death tra- tragedy and
0: the m- macabre 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 yeah macabre as travel opens up most people are using their vacation time for typical goals to escape reality relax and recharge not so dark tour not so dark tourists that's a weird sentence i think that's supposed to be not too dark tourists i think this is a misprint Uh, who use their vacation time to plunge deeper into the bleak, even violent corners of the world.
1: To plunge deeper into the bleak. Bleak. What is bleak? Dark. Like,
0: depressing, kind of.
1: Depressing. Okay. Plunging. Cold plunging. Ice cold plunging. (laughs) I remember this word.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Plunging is like going into water. But it's a metaphor here for plunging yeah. deeper into a concept.
1: Okay, the say, they say going to abandoned nuclear plants or countries where, uh, yeah, I give you this. Genocides. Word. Genocides took place uh, is a way to understand the harsh uh, realities for of current political turmoil. Current. current current current
0: political turmoil.
1: Current political turmoil. Climate calamities, war, calamities, calamities, war, and mm-hmm. the growing threat of authoritarianism. No,
0: authoritarianism.
1: Authoritarianism. Authoritarianism.
0: When the whole world was on fire and flooded, and no one can afford their energy bills, lying on a beach at a five-star resort feels embarrassing, says Jody Joyce, who handles contracts for a genome sequencing company in England and has visited Chernobyl and North Korea. And then I'll read the caption here, so it's a picture of Chernobyl. Before Russia invaded Ukraine, Chernobyl was a tourist destination, with 125,000 people visiting in 2019. So that's, I mean, that's not nothing. A lot of people are going there to check it out.
1: Mr. Farland, who doesn't see his travels as dark tourism, uh, said he wants to visit places that function totally differently from the way things are run at home.
0: Whatever their motivations, Mr. Farland and Miss Joyce are hardly alone. 82% 82% of American travelers say they have visited at least one dark tourism destination in their lifetime, according to a study published in September by PassportPhoto.online, that oh, sounds like kind of a weird website, which surveyed more than 900 people. More than half of those surveyed said they are preferring visiting active or former war former war zones about 30% said that they once the Ukraine war ends they wanted to visit the Astoval steel plant where Ukrainian soldiers resisted Russian soldiers for mu- Russian forces for months Azovstal <laughs> oh, Azovstal Yeah Azovstal How did I say it Azovstal uh, did I say no, it like no, that? No
1: no no you just skip stal you just say Azov something like that Azovs. Uh.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's okay. I like mean I just... said, like a zovstal, like that. Yeah, 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 That's
1: yeah, yeah. You skipped style. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I it's, said it, I just okay. kind of ate it. Oh, okay. Anyway. I got it. Yeah.
1: Azovstal, you can say it's steel plant. <laughs> Azovstal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So jokes aside, uh, growing, the growing popularity of dark tourism suggests more and more people are resistant vacations that promise es- escapism. Es- Escapism. Like to escape or escape. Yeah, from? it's like
0: the act of escaping is called escapism.
1: Escapism. Choosing instead to witness firsthand the sites of suffering suffering. Uh they have only mm-hmm. read about said Gareth Johnson, a founder of Young Pioneer Tour Tours. Pioneer. Pioneer. Young Pioneer Tours. Which organized trips uh, for Miss Joyce and
0: Mr. Farland. Tourists, he said, are getting tired of a sanitized version of the world. And then here's a photo. An, exi- an exhibit in Kyiv features portraits of soldiers who died defending Azovstal steel plant in Mariupol. Is that how you say it? Mariupol. 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 In the spring. Mariupol. Yeah. Mariupol could become a destination for dark tourism after the war ends
1: oh actually i've been to this place when i uh moved to kiev uh this that was the place like the second place i visited so it's not far away from uh from the home i live and uh, yeah uh, yeah it's in the
0: city center like in downtown Mm. yeah 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 i remember because i've been following the war and i I was definitely reading a lot about what was going on there unfortunately it sounds very awful yeah i mean beyond awful really um yeah so do you want to read the a pastime part okay
1: a pastime that goes back to gladiator days gladiator yeah gladiator
0: gladiator days gladiator days
1: gladiator days Mm -hmm. the term (laughs) dark. (laughs) <laughs> the term dark tourism, uh, was coined in 1996 by two academics from Scotland, uh, J. John, oh, J. John Lennon and Malcolm Foley, Foley, sorry, not Foley, Foley. Yeah. Foley. I think so. Yeah. Who wrote dark tourism, the attraction to death and disaster.
0: Yeah. It's funny in... that there's a J. John Lennon there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but he definitely had to add the J in front so people wouldn't know. Yeah, of would be like, oh, it's John Lennon. He's back. <laughs> 1996. Anyway, uh, but people have used their leisure time to witness horror for hundreds of years, says Craig White, Associate Professor of Tourism Management at Edinburgh Napier University. Edinburgh? Edinburgh. Edinburgh Napier. I've never heard of it. Edinburgh Napier. So I don't Napier. know how to say it. Mm-hmm.
1: Goes back to the gladiator gladiator battles. Gladiator. Ancient, gladi- gladiator,
0: gladiator, gladiator. It goes. Try back to say it to, like, uh, like Ronald Reagan. Gladiator,
1: gladiator, gladiator. It goes back to the gladiator battles of ancient Rome. He said, "People coming to watch public hangings. You had tourists sitting comfortably in carriage carriages." Yeah watching the Battle of
0: Waterloo that's interesting professor white said that the modern dark tourist usually goes to a site defined by tragedy to make a connection to the place a feeling that is difficult to achieve just by reading about it That's that's for you you want more? or you want me to do more? <laughs> by that yeah, definition anyone can faster. be a, yeah. anyone can be a dark tourist A tourist who takes a weekend trip to New York City may visit Ground Zero, uh, which is where the uh, the trade center towers fell on 9-11. Visitors to Boston may drive north to Salem to learn about the persecution of people accused of witchcraft in the 17th century. Travelers to Germany or Poland might visit a concentration camp. They might have any number of motivations from honoring victims of genocide to getting a better understanding of history. But in general, a dark tourist is someone who makes a habit of seeking out places that are either tragic, morbid, or even dangerous, whether the destinations are local or as far as as far away as Chernobyl.
1: In recent years, as tour operators have sprung up worldwide promising Worldwide, promising deep dives into places known for recent tra- tragedy. Tragedy. Media attention yeah. uh, has followed, and so have questions about the intention of visitors. Uh, say darina Maria Buda, a professor of tourism studies at Nottingham Trent University.
0: Stories of people gawking at neighborhoods in New Orleans destroyed by Hurricane Katrina or posing for selfies at Dachau led to disgust and outrage. And then here's a picture of Hurricane Katrina, and I believe that was in Louisiana. After Hurricane Katrina flooded neighborhoods in New Orleans in 2005, a bus carries tourists to see devastated areas, sparking questions about the visitors' intentions.
1: What is gawking, gawking, gawking,
0: gawking? Gawking is, yeah, that might be one to look up here, because I think I know it, but means to, like, stare at somebody openly and stupidly, like, like, if you're, like, shocked by somebody's, uh, you know, what they're doing, you're gawking mm-hmm. at them, mm-hmm. if you're okay, okay. kind of just, yeah, anyway.
1: Uh, where people driving or driven?
0: driven is past tense
1: driven where people driven, driven yeah where were were people driven to visit uh these sites out of a sense of voyeurism
0: voyeurism yeah sorry i knew you have trouble with that one voyeurism
1: yeah sense of voyeurism sometimes i can guess the meaning of this word i mean not meaning but uh, well
0: i think it's probably the same in in other languages voyeurism or is it a sense
1: of sh- sharing in the pain and showing support yeah let me do this again sense yeah so it's kind of like
0: or, okay go ahead yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah sense of voyeurism or is it a sense of sharing and in the a, a pain and showing support
0: yeah yeah so the, i guess they're saying like are are they with the people or just kind of there to to like you know be shocked and and look at them from you know another like I guess, I guess what the article is trying to say is like, sometimes it seems like people are kind of like treating it like a reality show maybe. And then mm-hmm. they're saying, is that what it is? Or are they really, uh, having an emotional connection to this place? Which is a good question to ask. Dark tourist. Okay. So then, uh, most dark tourists are not voyeurs who pose for photos at Auschwitz, said Sian Staudinger. Who runs the Austria-based Dark Tourist Trips, which organizes itineraries in the United Kingdom and other parts of Europe's <laughs> Europe's <laughs> other parts of Europe, and instructs travelers to follow follow rules like no selfies?
1: Okay, do the next while I'm just writing down some words.
0: Yeah, good idea. Dark tourists in general ask meaningful questions, Miss Staudinger said. They don't talk too loud. They don't laugh. They're not taking photos at a concentration camp. Okay, do you want to read the caption? I'll read the caption, yeah. There's a photo. The Mauthausen concentration camp in Austria, which more than 2,888,000 people... (laughs) Two... 288,000 people visited in 2019 attracts many tourists, but dark tourists are drawn specifically to sites such as this.
1: Okay, ethically... Ethically? Mm -hmm. Ethically. Murky. Territory. Wow, I did it right. (laughs) David Mm Farrier, a journalist. Do you know what it means, though? No, murky, I don't know.
0: Like dark, like uh, muddy...
1: Murky, murky. So we ethically have...
0: murky means like it's not clear what if the ethics are acceptable or not.
1: Oh, we have like two synonyms. I I guess bleak, murky. No, aren't they gloomy, bleak, murky? Aren't they synonyms?
0: Yeah, they are similar. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. And it, all in this text. murky though literally means like muddy article. water you can't see through.
1: Hmm. Okay. Ethically murky territory. Yeah. David mm-hmm. Carrier, a journalist from New Zealand, spent a year documenting travels to places documenting. like... Documenting. 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 Yeah. Documenting. 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 Mm-hmm. Travels to mm-hmm. places like Aokihara, the so-called suicide forest in Japan. The luxury prison Pablo Escobar. Mm-hmm. Say it, say it, say it Correct. Pablo Escobar?
0: A, the lux- You did. The, oh, Pablo Escobar. Yeah.
1: Pablo Escobar. Oh, yeah. Okay. Built for himself in Columbia. Uh, and McKamey Manor in Tennessee.
0: McKamey. Yeah, I don't know that one, but I'm assuming you said it right. Did
1: I say Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. A notorious haunted uh, house... A notorious haunted house tour where people sign in... Uh, sign sign up, up yeah, sign to be, up buried, to be alive. buried alive yeah submerged in cold water until they feel like they will drown or and beaten
0: <clears throat> so this this article has misprints in it submerged in cold water until they feel like they will drown and, and beaten it should be and be beaten oh be beaten I mean, I I just think this this guy like there's a couple places where this article didn't get edited correctly,
1: <laughs> and be beaten because I
0: don't, I think it would, yeah, Be they they will drown and beaten. I mean, unless there's some other meaning for beaten. What
1: I if don't know. what if we what if there uh, was without end? Like they will drown beaten, without end. Is it possible?
0: Well, beaten means like you're. Like, somebody's hitting you.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. What uh, What if we just uh, say without end? Like, uh, in cold water until they feel like they will drown? Beaten. So, not end beaten. Just, uh... They, you know, they have been beaten You know, I don't know what before. they're
0: trying to say here. Like, I, I don't know what they're even trying to say. Like, it just... Like, feeling like they will drown.
1: Okay, imagine and... that they've been beaten before. So many times ago. For example, two days ago. And they will drone like they will be drone or something
0: Uh, yeah i don't know i mean it's such a weird sentence i can't even tell you what they're trying to say to be honest anyway let's let's just move on because like i don't think it's correct like i think there's some editing that needed to happen here okay 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 (laughs) the journey was turned into a show dark tourist that streamed on netflix in 2018 and was derided by some critics as ghoulish and sordid do you know those words Mm-mm. ghoulish what why isn't it letting me search that uh. <laughs> my internet's being weird today
1: oh it's uh, disgusting ghoulish ghoulish Ghoulish. Ghoulish. ghoulish ghoulish disgusting
0: yeah it's it's similar to macabre or macabre
1: <laughs> Macab, abracadabra sordid sordid that's uh dirty or nasty Mhm.
0: Mm-hmm. you want to do the next one
1: yeah mr farrier 39 uh said he often questioned the moral implication of his trips what is moral implication
0: Mm, like it, the ethical qualities of what he's trying to do like is it ethical for him to visit these places implication
1: okay i will write this word
0: implication moral implications it's like like how something seems to people
1: mm-hmm. okay
0: like whether they're disgusted by it or support it that's like the moral implications okay It's very ethically murky territory, Mr. Ferrier said, but it felt worthwhile to roll the cameras on places and rituals that most people want to know about, but will never experience, he said.
1: Visiting places where terrible events unfolded was humbling and helped him confront his fear of death. Humbling. Humbling, humbling.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. He said he felt privileged to have visited most of the places he saw except McKamey Manor. That was deranged, Mr. Ferrier said. Professor Buddha said dark tourists she has interviewed have described feelings of shock and fear at seeing armed soldiers on the streets of countries where there is an ongoing conflict or that they are run by dictatorships.
1: When you are part of a
0: society that is
1: by and large stable, uh, and you've gotten into an established routine. Uh travel to these places leads you to sort of
0: feel alive, he's she said. But one can travel but that travel can present real danger. In twenty fifteen Otto Warmbeer Warmbier, a twenty one year old student from Ohio who was with the Young Pioneer Tours, was arrested in North Korea after he was accused of stealing a poster off a hotel wall. He was detained for 17 months and was comatose when he was released. He died in 2017, six days after he was brought back to the United States. Oh, sad story. Yeah, I remember that.
1: Um, The North Korean government said Mr. Warmbier diet of botulism?
0: Botulism. botulism botulism botulism
1: botulism what is this it's like
0: a bacterial disease
1: Ah, okay botulism but his family said his brain was damaged after he was tortu- tortured tortured
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. americans can no longer travel to north korea unless their passports are validated by the state department
1: uh so, so I- they can't They can travel to
0: North Korea. You can't just go there as a student. Like, you have to get the permission from the U.S. government to go. Because of the person getting killed in prison there. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do the next part?
1: Yeah. Uh, A chance to reflect. Even ghosts uh, tour. uh, Ghost tours. Even ghost tours ghost tours uh the lighter side mm-hmm. of dark tourism can be present or can present can present, dilemmas. can present dilemmas for tour operators let's just
0: say it means create can create problems for tour operators
1: mm-hmm. yeah we have this word in our language dilemma mm-hmm. can present dilemmas for tour operators said andrea james andrea james the owner and founder of borrow Borrowth of death borrows of the dead, dead. Uh, Macab New York City walk in tours.
0: In 2021, she and her staff questioned whether to restart tours so soon after the pandemic in a city where a refrigerated trucks serving as makeshift morgues sat in a marine terminal for months.
1: They reopened and were surprised when tours booked up fast. People were practically eager to hear the ghost stories of Roosevelt Island. Roosevelt Island roosevelt island the site of a shattered 19th century 19th century hospital where smallpox patients were treated and that's it
0: <laughs> yeah no you have to describe this photo with and and read the caption <laughs>
1: okay i see a dad with a little son or it's a granddad i don't know um and the son interest- is on
0: his shoulders
1: yeah he's sitting on his mm-hmm. shoulders and, and he's
0: looking through a fence at
1: they're looking at an interesting building with lots of moss and uh it's ancient mm-hmm. and let's find out what it is uh they're in the renwick the renwick, renwick. smallpox yeah the renwick smallpox hospital oh it's hospital yeah we, we just read it on roosevelt island in new york city uh treated patients during a pandemic in the 90, oh, sorry, in the 1800s, eighteen hundreds, yeah, in the 1800s. It's now a stop on a macabre, macabre, yeah. It's now a stop on a macabre walking tour.
0: We should have seen as, we should have, uh uh-oh. Yeah, this article has some hard parts to read, because I'm pretty sure that there's some more misprints. We should have seen as historians that people, so this should have been, we should have been seen as historians that people would want to talk about in a time of plague, Miss Jane said. Kathy Beale, who lives in the Jefferson Township in New Jersey, has gone on a dozen ghost tours with Miss Jane's company recalling taking the tour ghosts of the titanic along the hudson river it was around 2017 when headlines were dominated by president trump's tough stance on refugees and immigrants coming into the united states
1: those stories seem to devote devote dovetail dovetail Those stories seem to dovetail with a 100-year-old tales of immigrants trying to make it to New York on a doomed ship. Mrs. Bale
0: Bale, said. Bale Beal, maybe. Beal. Beal said. Mm -hmm. It led to a catharsis for many on the tour, she said. People were on the verge of tears over immigration.
1: Part of the appeal of dark tourism is its ability to to help people process what is happening. Process. 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 What is happening as the world gets darker and gloomier, said Jeffrey Podoshin, a professor Mm -hmm. of marketing at Franklin and
0: Marshall College, who specializes in dark tourism. People are trying to understand dark things, trying to understand things like the realities of death, dying, and violence, he said. They look at this type of tourism as a way to prepare themselves.
1: Mr. Farland, the photo editor, recalled one trip with his wife and twin sons. A private tour of Cambodia uh, that includes a visit to the killing fields, where between 1975 and 1979, more than 2 million Cambodians uh, were killed or mm-hmm. died of starvation and disease under the Khmer Rouge regime. Khmer regime. Rouge regime.
0: His boys, then 14, listened intently to unsparing and brutal stories of to- the torture center run by Khmer Rouge. At one point, the boys had to go outside where they silently sat silent where they sat quietly for a long time. They needed I mean, a break, Mister Farland said. It was quite mature of them.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Afterward, they meet. They met. Afterward, they met two of the survivors of the Khmer Rouge. 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 Sorry, Khmer Rouge. It's fragile, okay. fragile men in their eighties and nineties. Uh, the teenagers asked if they could hug them, and the men ob- obliged? obliged. 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 Agreed. Obliged, Mister mm-hmm. Farland
0: said. It was a moving trip that also included visits to temples along them Angkor Wat and Siem Reap. I don't know if I'm saying that right. And meals of frog, oysters, and squid outside at a roadside restaurant. They loved it, Mister Farland said of his family. Still, he can't see them coming with him to see people reenact the crucifixion in the philippines i don't think they want to go with me on that one mr farland said <laughs> that was an interesting one <laughs> do you want to Did you have any vocabulary you wanted to go over
1: yeah lots of vocabulary but i think we've okay. been over but uh, we can just yeah uh, we did repeat talk, it. we
0: did talk about it why don't we just repeat it yeah
1: yeah, so we have, uh, I think, most, uh, like, the most important. It's gloomy and macabre, macabre, gloomy and macabre, because mm-hmm. it's the name gloomy of the Gloomy and macabre. Gloomy yeah. and macabre, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, dark tourism, I think it's easy, but it's a term. Yeah. A Mount. Mm-hmm. mount I actually mount, learned
0: that one. I didn't know about it.
1: Oh, yeah, interesting. A mountainous enclave. enclave a mountain, Mo- mountains, Mountainous... Enclave. Mountainous enclave. Mountainous enclave. Mm-hmm. Mountainous enclave. Yeah.
0: Like a community in the mountains.
1: Mm mm-hmm. uh, Genocide. Mm hmm. Uh, bleak. Mm hmm. Um, v O G E U R I S M.
0: Oh, you spelled it wrong voyeurism v-o-y-e-r-i-s-m
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. voyeurism
0: voyeurism yeah let's look that one up because i I think i know voyeur or voyeurism i think it's another french one it means the practice of gaining sexual pleasure from watching others as they're naked and engaged no okay so that's not what that's the other definition this one is enjoyment from seeing the pain or distress of others that's the voyeurism they're referring to not that first one
1: (laughs) oh yeah 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 that's the second someone who enjoys watching other people's private behavior or suffering
0: yeah exactly
1: mm-hmm. but but that one like you read that was the first meaning
0: yeah the most common definition is the sexual pleasure from watching others when they're naked or engaged in sexual activity
1: oh voyeurism is leisure mm-hmm. time leisure time
0: leisure time oh leisure sorry time.
1: leisure 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 what is a leisure
0: like your relaxing time time oh. time to relax leisure, leisure time. is like relaxation
1: mm-hmm. uh gawking
0: gawking it's gawking. like watching some staring at somebody while they're having problems instead of helping
1: oh so you you have you are gawking and you are voyeurism
0: <laughs> no voyeurism is like a noun and gawking is like a verb
1: Voyeurist, you are yeah, voyeurist. Like if
0: you're yeah, you could say somebody's a voyeurist, but yeah, you can't really use it as a verb. Okay. You can't say I'm voyeuring, that's why they're saying I'm gawking.
1: Okay. You're a gawking and you are voyeurist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go- gulish, s- guli- ghoulish. Go- ghoulish, ghoulish, ghoulish. 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 Mm-hmm. ghoulish.
0: And sword. of like macabre. Mm-hmm. Dark. Ghoulish and disgusting. Sword.
1: Yeah. Murky. Mm-hmm. Murky.
0: Muddy water. But in our our, uh, article, they used it as a metaphor.
1: Murky. Submerged in cold... Oh yeah, I don't know why I did it. Why I wrote it down. Submerged in cold... Yeah, Yeah. hang on.
0: I'll be right back, okay? Okay.
1: Implication. Hey guys, let's do something interesting. while While Miles is out. Maybe he can listen to us. Let's talk about something interesting. So what do you think about these words? Are they difficult? Or um, you easily remember it? So when the first time when I read it, that was cool. And now as I do it again, it's easy to... Oh, sorry. No, it's not easy, but it's kind of difficult to repeat them after a short time. Miles, are you back? Yeah, Yeah, we can edit that out. No, 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 we don't, Uh, we don't need to, we don't need to. I was talking to our listeners. We were having fun. Oh,
0: okay. Nice.
1: Yeah. So where were we? Uh, Implication.
0: Hmm. Yeah, implication. Implies. Suggests. Implication. Interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, comatose. Comatose. Mm
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, botulism and fragile.
0: Botulism.
1: Botulism. Botulism.
0: Yeah, it's a, it's like a bacterial disease.
1: Disease. And fragile.
0: Fragile.
1: Fragile. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's it.
0: Yeah, that's it, guys. Well, uh, yeah, that was a- cool, and uh, I I wish we had. M- I mean, I guess we were able to fully read the two articles. I think if there were more, I'd we'd have to just summarize them. So maybe that was good. But yeah, if you guys can find any more articles you want us to read, we definitely will. Uh, feel free to post it in the channel, or if you you know message one of us directly uh and we will look at it and uh maybe we'll read it so if you guys like that that'd be a fun way to engage i noticed that it's harder and harder to get questions from people after the first uh 14 episodes of questions so you know understandable but yeah we need to find some other activity to fill up the time so hopefully this is one you guys like and uh i got, hope you guys have a great week
1: yeah see you on the next episode Bye. Bye-bye.